You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This programme was previously broadcast live on Love Sport Radio, so some items may be out of date. For more podcasts or to listen live, visit lovesportradio.com. You are listening to the West Ham Fan Show on Love Sport Radio with me, Charlie Hawkins. I'm joined in the studio with We Are West Ham, James Jones and the delightful Tom Edwards. What a pleasure it is to have Tom in the studio. No Will Pugh tonight, but the boys are still flying the flag high. They need to because it is a terrible run. West Ham faced themselves on no win in six now. And what started so brightly this Premier League campaign, obviously, bar the opening day debacle to Man City, it has been a brilliant start for them. Then what has happened? The wheels have uh, truly fallen off. I know the boys are ready to have a rant about that one. The first headline they want to talk about, it's because coming embarrassing so they say we're going to be talking about that defeat another one then a little bit about the goalkeeper the manager he's come under big questions and is there now it seems he may have received the dreaded uh, vote of confidence which your manager never wants we're going to be talking all about that and coming up it will be the West Ham mystery player quiz which is now apparently called the rogue players quiz I've been away for one week it's all changed it feels new I feel a little bit scared let's talk about the Burnley <laughs> game though because that performance Tom that was scary weren't it honestly it was truly it was terrifying to see how bad we were because from start to finish we were second best as Declan Rice said we got bullied all over the park but I think that's actually putting it simple we weren't just bully we actually played off the park by a poor Burnley team not poor necessarily but not 
I don't know. They're not. They're not a team that we should go to a place like that and actually be second best in every aspect. And sadly, we were from start to finish second best. Created little. Created next to nothing until we went three 0 down and Cresswell a shot. We could have done a bit better with. We had nothing all game, and we were second best. Not. It wasn't just the goalie. The goalie was putting a joke of a performance, but it wasn't just him to be honest. And and every player on that pitch needs to look at themselves in the mirror and get it right when we come back strong words take a look in the mirror a little reflection man in the mirror ask themselves what is going wrong Declan Rice uh, bullied all over the pitch James I want to get your opinion on it and I have to ask your opinion what you thought of the game because obviously this is the West Ham fan show just before we went on uh, seeing Tom I said Tom that was a terrible performance am I, am I allowed to say that does that feel harsh and he said mate it was terrible we need to go more they, you know it was that bad James uh, no, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, it's, it's, it's embarrassing. Uh, I, I think, I think Tom's right in exactly what he said. You know, a lot of those players have got to take a long, hard look in the mirror. You know, Tom and I were speaking earlier, and it, it, Tom reminded me that our front three are worth hundred million pounds, and I think they've got what seven goals between them. Six, this, I think, six, in the season. Six, yeah. Right, that's unacceptable for a football club that. Has supposedly gone to the next level with this stadium move. You know, brought in a Premier League winning manager in Pellegrini, brought in a director of football in Husselos, spent a hundred, two hundred million pounds over the last two summers, and then to to have a front line that can only deliver six goals in thirteen games between them, and you, you don't win in seven games. You lose four 0 to Oxford, you lose three 0 away to, uh, to Burnley, you're three 0 down at home to Newcastle. You can't beat Sheffield United. You can't beat Crystal Palace. It's a disgrace. It, it's terrible. And now I've changed my tune because two weeks ago I was like, "No, nah, Pellegrini in." Well, I tell you what, now play. tell you what, <laughs> Pellegrini out because it, it's got really. It, this is this is not good. Is it's, that serious? It's, it's not, not good. good enough. It's not good. It's not Wait, good enough. And we're going to cover the manager so much later, and I don't really want to get into it now. But you, you, Pellegrini out I've, for you I've, over I've, six games. This 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 stretch of run. This, this because this was run. a brilliant start. We will touch on it in a little bit more detail um, a little bit later on when you know we get onto that segment. Yeah. But, I know two weeks ago I had a big rant against West Ham fans that calling for his head, saying no, it's not good enough. I'm glad you've um, held out, mate. And uh, two weeks later, I'm like, <laughs> no, do you know what, boys? I'm with you. You know, I've I've joined the I've I've joined it because I just I can't see where we go from here. You know, you go to Burnley off off the back of a really we beat Man United what six weeks ago, mm. and everyone went, look at the fixtures we've got after this. Look at the fixtures. They're winnable fixtures. We ain't playing any any top six clubs. If we carry on the way we're going now, we could be in the top four by Christmas and everyone would be laughing. Finally, we are. And we said it on this show. This is looking nice. Mm. We've not won since. You haven't won since. It's been that bad. Uh, what do you think, though, as well at home? We want you to get involved tonight. Tweet us at Love Sport Radio. Call us 0208 70 20 558. You can also WhatsApp on the same uh, same number. The Pellegrini in or out, uh, in that camp. Where do you stand? And we've already had tweets into the studio. This one, again, it's about the manager. It is a big topic. The debate rages on. This one from Adam. Uh, thank you for your tweet, Adam, saying Pellegrini has to go. You gave Big Sam a long-term deal on the same p- budget that Pellegrini was getting. Entertaining football? No. It's all about winning games. Now, let's talk about the game because I know, Tom, there's so much to talk about the manager and I think that will lead us on to it. But 3-0, it almost, it almost flattered West Ham because, <laughs> you know, 
we know the keeper that the, the, he had his moments, but the Chris Wood offside, you know, there's that one. They hit the work. They had chances. You know, it was it was that bad. What, I, and I don't even want to use the phrase, and I probably already have. But West Ham, it wasn't that they weren't at the races or bad day at the office. This was terrible. The 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 fall off the cliff, Tom, has mm. been that drastic. It's been huge. And I think uh, you said to me last week, how do you think we'll uh, do well in the Burnley game? And I've, I said no because I don't think. The performance against Newcastle was impossible to turn around in such a short space of time. We were that bad against Newcastle, followed by being that bad against Burnley. Now, I think that's why people are on the management, not bringing him up right now, mm. but that is why, because it's a consistently underperforming squad, which you've got to now start looking at and say it is pretty worrying. We are not. We were saying earlier, actually, me and James, that we aren't played by injuries. Usually when we go through this stage of the season or we have a bad run of fixtures, we look around West Ham squad and you say, oh, you're missing your four best players. No, we ain't. We're in a very good... Our squad's actually fit for once, other than Jack Wilshire, but he's never been in around it since he's joined. So he got a, a, the squads there that he could pick from. He's got his players to choose from, yet we're still turfing out week in, week out, being second best against teams. So you would say at the start of the season, it shouldn't be anywhere near us in the league. Mm. And we're in this position now where a result against Tottenham is a must or we've got to start changing something. There's got to be a catalyst for change right now and we're struggling to see what it's going to be because no one's coming back from injury or anything like that. It's got to be within that dressing room. Someone's got to take it by the horns and turn it around. Yeah, that first game against Tottenham, you know, the international break may be coming at the right time. We'll cover that as well. But James, sometimes when you're losing, you know, you're unlucky in defeat. You know, you've played well, you lose, and sometimes these things happen. But at the minute, the performances are that bad. They're that worrying. Where's the light at the end of the tunnel? Where is the spark that's going to ignite this team back into life? Well, we were discussing this earlier, weren't we? Mm. And, um, I mean, it's not on the running order. Can you two not get together and save all your goals for when I'm here? I feel like I'm missing out. Well, no, we're just planning. Yeah, yeah. okay. It's all about planning. Consummate yeah. professionals. Yeah, where was yeah. the location yeah. of that planning? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> no comment. Um, no, I, I, we, we discussed that we're in a stage now where a lot of the first-team players either don't care, and we've seen that over the last six or seven weeks. If they cared, you know, they'd have put in better performances. I genuinely believe that. Um or if they did care, then they don't have any belief in Pellegrini. We'll get onto that. But there are a number of young players chomping at the bit in that youth team or out on loan that I reckon could come in and give a far better account of themselves than the likes of Anderson has done over the last few few weeks. Far better account of themselves as the likes of, um, I don't know, any other players. Any, I mean, any, any, any of other players. I mean, Roberto in goal, and we'll get onto him. I mean, he's a... Th- in his mid thirties, what you shouldn't be making mistakes in your mid thirties like that. And we've got a young young goalkeeper out on loan called Nathan Trot. Bring him back. Bring him back. Mm. No, get him in. Dean Garner out on loan. Pellegrini's already said no. Come back in the summer. No, bring him back now because he's doing the job in the Championship. He deserves a chance in the Premier League. He had a good season last year. Um, there are so many youngsters to come in. I don't see this current squad changing unless something drastic happens. And I think a drastic move from Pellegrini and the management would be to start giving the young players a try. Yeah, but is the, that a little squ- bit over the top, James, being no, drastic and I, writing I, them players the, off? You, you the can't reason go. Why, the reason why is that there's no squad depth. There's absolutely no squad depth. Mm. So these, these players are guaranteed to start every week. Give or take one or two that might, might start on the bench and then come on for half hour and... Uh, in the second half, there's no squad depth. There's no one chomp. There's no one that's snapping at the heels of the likes of Anderson. There's no one snapping at the heels of Haller. Not even a Yeti snap, snapping at the heels of Haller. There's no. There's nothing going. So these players know that they're going to rock up every single week. They're going to start the game, and it's going to be lovely jubbly. 
But that's a scary guys, thought, though, isn't it? A yeti it, snapping at your heels but, up those um, snowy mountains. I mean, yeah, tell me about it. Yeah, <laughs> but that's not that's not even happening. And I, I just there's a lot of players that in that squad that clearly are too comfortable. They know they're starting every week because there's no one behind them that are good enough or, or hungry enough to 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 take their place in that starting lineup. But if Pellegrini starts bringing in some of these youngsters and going, you know what, you've you've earned your you've earned your shot, go and have a go then I reckon things will change very, very quickly. But James, have we got to a point where, you know, 12 games in, you know, we're saying that let's do the drastic, let's bring in the youth. They're having good seasons, you know, players that want it, you know, give the youth a chance because, you know, the last few weeks what I've seen of Anderson and co, it's not doing it. 12 games ago, we're saying strongest team uh, West Ham, their first 11 we've ever seen in the Premier League. And already 12 games in, we want to write it off. And after one sticky patch, one roller coaster of bad form, Let's get let's get the kids in. But this isn't a roller coaster bad form though, Charlie. This this is this is a, a number of a number of results and performances that are, are genuinely unacceptable. A string of six or seven weeks of just unacceptable football 100%. from from a team that should be doing better and have been doing better this season and last season. For some reason, something's changed, and you can't put it down to just uh, Fabianski being injured. Well, what I will say to that as well, what James is saying is we haven't done this over a standard period of Premier League fixtures when you get the Arsenal away, thrown in with three easy home fixtures. Look and at the teams you're playing. We've played some poor, poor teams. It's, the reason why it's such a drastic change of voice is because we've had probably the teams who are going to be around us or worse off than us this season at the start of the season, you would have said, and we've looked abject and second best against teams like that. And I don't think we're changing our tune on the first 11. The first 11 is incredibly strong, but... They are underperforming. We're not saying Anderson's a bad player because he's not. We're saying he's catastrophically underperforming right now, along with players like Rice. I'm not going to leave him out of it. He's been poor since he got back from Czech Republic game. And I understand there's a lot which comes with playing for England and the pressure. And now he's been slagged off in the media after his display in that game. But at the end of the day, they're good, good players. And that's what's so frustrating. They're poor. And we're trying to work out a way in which these players can actually find the next level again and, and raise the gears because... Right now, there is no competition. Rice will play every week. The midfield, Noble will play every week. Mm. The front three will play every week. Maybe they'll get dropped for four hours one week, but they know he's not going to turn up because he's not playing well when he gets his chances. So there is very little competition for these guys to go out there and say, it's got to be in the top of my game because I've got someone coming through. When we looked at the stats just now, Anthony Scully, Youngs, I'm not saying he's ready for first-team football. He's probably not, but he's played nine games in the 21s league this year, scored 10 goals, four assists. And then you've got Nathan Holland, who's also he's a winger. And he's played 10 games, 8 goals, 4 assists. And you must be a few of those two. You're thinking, what more do I have to do to get in a team who's underperforming this badly? And I think it works both ways. We need them to come in to push the other players to be better. We don't think they're bad players. They just need to be playing better. And we've got to find a way to get the best out of them. No, I think I was I wasn't disagreeing with James earlier, but it's hard when you've got you know you spent a lot of money. Pellegrini has you know this was a team that was going to take them forward. You can't necessarily they will have highs and lows. Obviously, what they've been playing like the last few weeks has obviously been nothing that Hammers fans want to see. But the squad depth is a big big concern, isn't it? It is a concern, and it's always been a concern. Even when we were playing, where it was like you know we were one or two injuries away from from being ruined, and then uh, Fabianski gets injured and then you know then we're in trouble a little bit and you know I just I just I just believe that on paper our squad is very very good but the squad depth is a problem and after that Man United win everyone was on a high again look at the fixtures we've got now you know we've got Bournemouth mm. coming up we've got Palace coming up we've got you know Newcastle coming up we're, we're going to be top four at Christmas it's going to be brilliant this is what we this is what we were promised I said it Will said it 
Tom said it. Everyone's gone, this is brilliant. Like, finally, we can put a run of results together. And after beating Man United at home, we've not won since. We've been battered by Oxford. We've been beaten by Palace. We've been beaten by Newcastle. Beaten by Burnley. We only just scraped a draw against uh, Sheffield United. It's not good enough. And um, something's got to change. Uh, I mean, I think I've already made my thoughts clear yeah. on that. But the squad depth is a problem. And, we've, and the fact that we've spent so much money over the last two summers and squad depth is still a problem is, is not good enough. Well, spent a lot of money. That's why maybe there are growing calls for Pellegrini to go because he has spent the money. They've backed him to the hill. That's a big debate there. We're going to be talking about the manager, but we're going to be focusing on the goalkeeper next. You know, they want to get rid of some players. They can't get rid of him because who is up next? And Fabianski is out. For the fans, by the fans, Love Sport Radio. You are listening to the West Ham Fan Show on Love Sport Radio with me, Charlie Hawkins. I'm joined in the studio with We Are West Ham, James Jones and Tom Edwards. Well, they've had their rants. I've joined in a little bit. It was a passionate debate talking about the team on the weekend. That disappointing, frustrating 3-0 defeat to Burnley. Declan Rysang bullied all over the pitch. Not good enough for them. He said they have to take a good look at themselves, as did Tom Edwards. Well, they better be because it is the international break now. Perfect time for it in West Ham's case and what a brilliant time we're going to be talking a little bit more about it next week but you play Spurs form goes out the window it's an absolute leveller it is Spurs they can't buy a win away from home you think thankfully we're at home it's Spurs we're going to beat them I was going to say something else then (laughs) I didn't perfectly stopped thankfully it is Spurs they can't buy a a win away from home but the flip of the coin is that we don't want them to get their first away win, you know, at West Ham, do we? Because we're just we're gonna have to hear about it for what will seem an eternity, James. Yeah, they. This is, I mean, <laughs> for for the for the many years I supported West Ham, and when when a team comes lifetimes, to, <laughs> lifetimes, it feels like lifetimes. <laughs> um, when a team comes to West Ham with a stat like that, or with a player that hasn't scored in fifty, <laughs> or you know, <laughs> said yeah, you earlier, yeah. truth. And or or with you know or with a really obscure stat that's been standing for four hundred years, and suddenly like they rock up at West Ham, you know it's going to be broken. You know that that striker is going to score his first goal in you know since he was born. You know you know Tottenham <laughs> are going to get their first away win since bloody nineteen fifty. It's going to happen, and we know it's going to happen. Everyone knows it's going to happen. Tottenham fans don't don't believe it's going to happen, but we I think I'm already resigned to the fact mm. that Tottenham are going to rock up and they're going to win and it's going to be really really annoying because it shouldn't be like this I think Spurs though Tom can we put Mm. a positive spin on it I think it's the perfect time to play them they don't look good I mean I just said yeah that's that's the struggle what I will say is yeah you say yeah of course Spurs are in bad form but so are we and they'll as much as we'll look at it we have to remember this is Spurs guys yeah we're good they're rubbish yeah they're rubbish because we're even worse but I think you've got you've got to look at it as in yeah we're both two teams in bad form and I think they'll be looking at it and go oh well, at least the the one team we want to play is either Norwich or West Ham, and we've got one of them, so happy days. But I think you, what you were right is the one thing I will say is Tottenham game is different to any other game. It is you you know Noble if he's fit, he's going to come out there and give a hundred out of ten. Form goes out the window, yeah, don't it? Exactly, games. exactly. That's the thing, and you've got to hope we come out and we're intense and we actually drive at players and we go after and we play an intense brand of football 
like we did when we put United to the sword and things like that, rather than be laboured and as if they don't want to be there and they'd rather be at home with their missus. That We've got to go after them and mm. realise how big a game it is. That's my big hope, is that there'll be just a change in mentality and everyone will be that 10% more in the game. And we've got a massive chance then if we do that. Mm. But like James said, when a stat like this crops up, you know the one team with a good chance of breaking it is West Ham. Come to our place and win. Yeah, I thought it was interesting how you talked about West Ham, but you managed to bring Will Pugh in there saying they want to spend time with their missus. That's why they can't do <laughs> the show tonight on Love Sport Radio. James, let's quickly talk about Roberto, though, because I'm, a, I'm not a fan of the style of let's punch it out for a keeper rather than catch it. I don't think anyone is. You know, I, don't think, I, mean, I, I mean, I didn't see the game on, on Saturday because I was too busy building IKEA furniture, as you do. Uh, but I was seeing the results come in. Uh, and and the goal was come in, and I wasn't surprised to see us see Chris Wood score. You know, it's like, oh yeah, of course he has. Uh, and then I saw the Barnes who ain't scored in ten games. Another oh, one for course, the stats well, there. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, I didn't realise he was still playing football. I thought he retired. Um, <laughs> he come back for this one exactly, game. He knew he'd yeah, get a chance. He knew he'd get a goal. Um, but yeah, and then you know, I, I just I watched match the day. I saw the Roberto own goal come through on my phone. And I thought, oh here we go. Yeah, this can be fun, isn't it? Uh, how bad could that possibly be? I watched match of the day the following morning, and yeah, it was it was as bad as I thought it was. You didn't um, even watch match of the day in the evening. Is that how much IKEA took it out of you? I was, was it the West Ham defeat. I was gone. He had to watch it in the morning, Tom. Yeah, I was Honestly, gone. don't blame him. Don't <laughs> I was gone, him. mate. Yeah, I was out. I was out like a light. Um, but yeah, no, I just it's just got a little bit. You, in in the first half, he made a punch when he could have caught it from the highlight reel, and mm. I just thought, why has he punched that? Yeah. What's the point of punching that? There's no, there's no need for you to punch that. You can catch that straight back out into danger. Straight back out into danger, and then, and then, obviously, he's tried to punch it, but he's hit his knuckle and gone behind him. I mean, you, you can do that ever again, <laughs> like without no intent ever. Not yeah. no, ever. Like, it just, it just wouldn't happen again. But it just, it just happened, and I just don't know why, why we've signed him. Like he's what thirty or forty-five or fifty. I don't know how old he is, but yeah. he's old. And I just feel like we've we've just brought him in. What's worrying is the reports are saying that we, he was their number one choice two years ago or a year ago, yeah. and we, but we ended up with Fabianski. I mean, oh god, oh how bad how bad's our luck? Yeah. We brought him in, but I, I, but the problem is everyone's blaming him. Someone sent me uh, a regular listener, Dylan Dench, DM me earlier and sent me a few few stats on. West Ham's defence. So a lot of sticks being thrown at Roberto, and and I'm, I'm not going to defend him. One, no, because he's terrible. There's no defending him. Um, but it doesn't help when your defence aren't helping you out. And uh, there's a couple of couple of screenshots from some stories. So uh, Burnley averaged 4.1 shots on target per game this season before playing West Ham. Uh, they're 12 against us, which means that we've had more. Sh- we've we've given away more shots. Uh, Newcastle, who initially averaged 3.4, had nine against us at London Stadium last weekend. So the defence aren't doing the work. The defence aren't protecting the goalkeeper. But are the midfield protecting the defence? Well, I mean, that's... that's it's, intri- it's the whole... It's, it's the whole, it's it's the whole, the whole lot. But the fact is that everyone's, you know, sending arrows at, at Roberto, and um, and rightly so in some cases, but more, mm. you know, it, it's not just Roberto Because no. he did actually make a couple of good saves, didn't he, towards yeah. the end, so, well, you know... I think I think we're all forgetting, it's almost we're looking at this bloke as if he's won, he's won a game to play in the Premier League. He's a goalie, he should be making saves as his bread and butter. He's made two mistakes at the weekend, which, honestly, 
their unforgivable mistakes. That throw to Bal, don't get me wrong, Bal when is a Premier League footballer, he's got to take that down and, and I'm That clear was terrible it. control. Tom. Terrible control, but you've got three players around him, you're one nil down away from home, you're still very much in the game. You got you see the other centre half is pushed up the pitch and you decide to throw it to bloke with three on one. Interesting choice for a thirty year old experienced keeper. And then decisions to punch it. I mean, I, I'm agree with James. It's, it's the whole squad, and maybe, but I think you, we can't look past the fact that potentially it's Roberto's presence, which is transcending through the whole squad and giving complete lack of confidence in defending and just going deeper and deeper and deeper, and, deeper and letting teams unload on us. But it, it's a problem we need to sort out. But it's one of those where, where it is like you said, there's nothing we can do. We either go for Millwall's second choice who is a West Ham fan and his old man obviously played and stuff. And he's got history with the club, so maybe get him in. Or we stick with this guy who seems to have soap on his mm. gloves. So it, it's we just we just go from here. And it's we just got to work out and defend. Everyone has to be 10% better for him to be safe. Just to, just to expand on on, mm. on that, that initial stat that I said, it gets even worse. Surely not. It does. Uh, since beating Manchester United at home, which was what, five... Six, six weeks, six weeks yeah. ago uh, West Ham have allowed their opponents to have 44 shots on target that's six more than any other team in the division and at least double the figure of six Premier League teams most worrying is the list of West Ham opponents over that run Bournemouth, Palace, Everton, Sheffield United Newcastle and Burnley and only one of those finished above West Ham last season and what's more West Ham spent more than all of them on players last summer all of them as input together? no no, as no, in like no, it's no. just all of it like right. separately. Yeah, yeah. The highest. That, yeah. That, that shows that how rules that <laughs> it would have been, wouldn't it? That shows how poor we've been. Yeah. Um, and that just proves that it's not just Roberto. Mm. It's it's a team effort. But Roberto is in the firing line because you know making two horrid mistakes like that has, has really mm. you know let the team down. Because at one nil you still got a chance to get in it, but three nil you you ruined. Yeah, Listen, we can't forgive the mistakes, and the mistakes happen. You know, we don't excuse the mistakes, but. Were the team in it? You say they was in it one nil. Not on that performance because no. they weren't in it. And I don't know if I, Tom, it's difficult because you say we're playing Roberto in that. You know that goes that transfers throughout the whole team. They think, oh, we got a keeper here. You know they're going to unload on us. Isn't there a flip side? You know, just even from playing. Look back at school, you think, oh, we got a really terrible keeper here. We really got to dig in today. We got to protect him. We got to be right up for this because mm. he ain't going to give us much at the back. Is that a bit of a cop out to say, oh, this transfers into the whole team? That's not a cop out for Anderson. Why he ain't getting in the balls? No, you know what I, I mean. Doing his job, we can't all put it on Roberto's door. No, I completely agree. What I meant by that is, I feel like there's just a little bit of nervous energy. I don't think it's completely his fault at all. I think yeah. he's made he's made some howlers. Every game he's played, he's made one mistake, which has cost a goal. And if you're one, if you start every Premier League game and you're one nil down, that's that's a tough thing to come back from. But I I completely agree. Everyone needs to give ten percent more. They seem to be giving ten percent less since this Fabianski injury and and. We've got problems. That's why it's so hard to pinpoint is because you can't look at it and say our oh, strikers like uh, Ben Teke at Palace when they have bad points. You can't say, oh, he's missing sitters week after week after week or centre-halves making clamours as error. We are just from, to a man, no one... It's not like we've had one bright spark in any of these games, maybe Snodgrass against Sheffield United or something like that. That's about it. And also, it, you just got to look through our team in the midfield. We were saying earlier, I think a big... You said the midfield def, uh, protecting your defence. Mm. Well, the midfield we're playing right now should be... The midfield who will protect our defence the best. You've got Snodgrass, Rice, and Noble, all three who you bank on your life to give 110% and run for the club. But there we're getting sliced through like butter, and we just got we something needs to change. The balance of the team is not right right now through the centre of the park and the spine, and that's key. And Roberto's not getting the protection he deserves at all. 
Well, something that uh, needs to change. Well, one thing that is changing, West Ham aren't playing this week, international break, so that's a good thing. Uh, but what can they work on in international break? And will the manager get the chance? You've waited for it. We're going to be talking about Pellegrini and the, you know, the vote of confidence that he got today. From Ali to Zaha, we've got it covered. Love Sport Radio. You are listening to the West Ham Fan Show on Love Sport Radio with me, Charlie Hawkins. I'm joined in the studio with We Are West Ham, James Jones and Tom Edwards. It is now time for the manager debate. Pellegrini in, Pellegrini at. There are growing concerns over where he is leading this team, how he is leading this team. But what do you think? Tweet us at Love Sport Radio or call us 0208 70 20 558. Let's start with Tom because James alluded to it earlier. He said two weeks ago he was defending him and a lot of West Ham fans were saying they were worried maybe it was time for him to go. James is maybe, you know, just like the wind, he has changed. That position has changed. Tom, Pellegrini's power play, the big team mentality. We hear it so much. What are your thoughts on the manager? Uh, My thoughts at the minute are just in general from top to bottom is not good enough and I don't know where that comes from and I think a lot of the blame lies at his door and the reason that is, if he hadn't made some of his tactical decisions he's had over the weeks, West Ham was so behind him as a fan base and everything. But the decision he made to play Zabla over Fredericks and Fredericks had done nothing wrong, to drop Og Bonner for Balbuena, who's made mistakes in both the games he's been brought back in for. It just tactically, he's and dropped Yarmolenko. He's made a few things which are to the naked eye. You don't have to know football that well to know that he's tactically got it wrong. I think that's where more of the worry comes from. It's not about the position we're in right now or anything like that. It's just the... Lack of quality in our performances, a lack of progression from when he took over, considering the money he's had compared to some of the other managers who've been in and out of the door quickly at West Ham recently. I just think we're not good enough, simple as, and the manager needs to be the one to stump up and take that blame and turn it around one way or another from something he does. And he needs to send a message to that group of players that I'm not going to accept this anymore. And I'm not necessarily him out because it's not because I don't think he's not good enough I sorry I do think he's not good enough right now it's just there's no point in me thinking that because I believe the board won't sack him because they're not going to be willing to spend the money so for me it's just something needs to change I know I, I feel like the club won't change him so I'm just directing my anchor in different spots than to him but I would like a different manager yeah for sure in the summer at least I would like a change of direction because it's not going anywhere right now well last time West Ham lost six they did make a change now they're going through it as well it's six games again James it's such a it's a tough one he's had a lot of money to spend he's spent that money he's on a big wage himself you know we heard about the recruitment it just feels like everyone was they like where West Ham were heading and now it feels like it's turned very very quickly whether that's rightly or wrongly doesn't mean that maybe it is time for him to go but it just feels like it has turned super quick yeah, it has turned super quick, and you know you, you can forgive a, a, a slight dip in form. And, you know, every team has it, you know, unless you're uh, Liverpool at the moment, you know. But then, you know, even then, you know, they're capable of going on two or three games without winning, you know. And you, so you forgive the, you know, the odd bad performance here and there, as long as you then, you know, you react and, and go and win a couple of games or put a couple of good performances in. Um, and at the moment, that's not happening. And, you know, as I said earlier, after beat Man United, we looked at that fixture list and we got really excited. And rightly so. Because it was like, hang on, finally, finally this is happening. Finally, we were get, we're getting what we were promised. And ever since then, it's all fallen apart. And not just, uh, oh, we've been unlucky here and there. Um, maybe one or two games. I mean, Bournemouth, perhaps. Uh, Sheffield United, perhaps. But... Other than that, we fully deserve not winning football matches because we've been terrible. And, you know, to, to be 3-0 down at home to Newcastle United 
is for me was the last straw. And for Pellegrini to come out after that game and say, I don't know why we played so bad. That I mean, that's yeah, that's worrying for me. Yeah. Yeah, it's really worrying for for a manager of his experience and for everything that he's won in his lifetime to to come out and say he doesn't know why his team's played so bad when they've lost three two at home. You're three nil down. Uh, and a mate of mine said it earlier to me, and it, and it it made so much sense. It really hit home to me. Really, what's happened is that he'd he'd left Man City in quite controversial circumstances. You know, they announced Pep Guardiola six months earlier, uh, and he's gone to China for for what? If you look back at it now, was his retirement? It was his retirement. We've rocked up and gone. Tell you what, how about you come back for eight million pound a year and have another go at the Premier League? So he's he's come back and he's semi-retired and he's come back in the Premier League at eight million pound a year. Of course, it's not going to go well. And suddenly it's dawned on me. Of course, it's not going to go well. I, oh, I, I don't know. I don't know if I agree. It's so easy to say when it's not going well, though, it, because we're saying we're talking is, about West Ham. But but now we're in a situation where, okay, so we don't we don't change it. Mm. We don't change it, uh, and we we have faith in him. And you know, I'd love I'd love him to turn it around. I really would. But some of the decisions he's made makes me genuinely makes me think. This isn't gonna. This isn't gonna end well. Some of the decisions he's made in recent weeks, it's not gonna end well. And we've already established the fact that there's no squad depth, um, and you know there are youth players that potentially ain't gonna get a chance. And it's it's all a little bit weird now. Mm. Um, and you don't see a light at the end of the tunnel. And suddenly it does make make a little bit of sense and go well. If he makes it to the end of this season, he's got one year left in his contract. If we've got two mediocre seasons behind him, he's got one year left in his contract. They're not going to renew after the third year. He knows that. What what year are we going to have next year? So you have to look at the bigger picture. And I, I just I just don't see a way out of this now. It it, it, I, I, it sounds really dramatic, and mm. it does. But I just I genuinely don't don't see where where how we can improve on this we might okay we might we, we, we're going to win foot matches this mm. season we're not going to go down and we'll probably finish mid-table again but after the start of the season we had and all that promise and then suddenly it falls just to fizzle away so quickly and just like well, what's the point James it probably feels like we're not clashing or at loggerheads but can you understand from me an outside perspective doing the show every week and listening to you and Will and, and you saying you know the best thing that's happened to West Ham Pellegrini Best thing that's happened to West Ham. You know, don't worry about the players we've signed, the money we've spent. It's him, you know, the old recruitment. He's involved in it all. And now we're going, he's semi-retired. Can- Eight million a year. And do, it, does it, do you understand how it, how it feels like that? And now, Absolutely. If, yeah, we're saying, that. if we're that. saying, oh, let's get a new man because we another mediocre season and it's not going well. I don't know if he's the man to spark it. But we're on the international break. Come out of this international break, beat Spurs. We'll have a great show the week after, and then they'll go on a run, and it'll be like, "Love Pellegrini, not, just beat so them." Fickle, Do you know? No, and, not, and listen, all f- I'm fickle. Yeah. All f- football fans are fickle. Are, yeah. We were in a sportless, you know, it's a yeah. results-based business. I get it, but Tom, I know what you mean. The re- the, I think what everyone seems to forget and just move past so much in the whole football world is West Ham. We were moved out of our spiritual home against the will of the fans. We were like on the whole against the will of the fans to go to a stadium which isn't ours you still look around it still isn't ours we had the best season we had in 20 years or whatever the last season we did leave we were leaving there on the back of being a team in Europe one of the best players in the world at the time and we didn't catalyze anything so there's that anger carrying over against the board we're still in the stadium you look around it doesn't feel entirely West Ham we're just desperate f- to find a reason why we've had to do that because a lot of the things which made West Ham great to a lot of people to us who we support from going back then and been taken away from us so 
it is you can say fickle and i completely agree and it must sound like that because pedigrini was great one minute and now whatever we've got a question marks around him but we are just desperate for something to go right we've we've had all this heartache leaving the stadium and a lot of bad years since then that we, it's come to a time when the hope keeps rising up. We leave there and we feel our six thousand. It's come to we boiling do, point almost. It's come to boiling point mm. because especially the start we had, we weren't playing great, but we were winning games. We got through a few tough fixes, United and City or whatever, picked up points. And then we had this run. Where, look at this. We're four points behind Sheffield United in fifth. If we'd have beaten three of those teams or two of those teams, we'd be fifth outright on our own. And we've had the easiest fixtures out of anyone in the Premier League this season. And that's, I think, why there's so much frustration is because a lot has happened in the last few years at the football club and zero progress. Zero. But James, do you want to go back to a situation, let's say, international break, no Pellegrini, there's another David Moyes, there's another Sam Allardyce, there's another Pardew, there's another... This is Pellegrini we're talking about, a man yeah. who has won the Premier League. What? We, yeah. You don't want to go back to that. Nah. You're in this now and, you know, it's a difficult one. Do you want to see then in this international break? I know you're not calling for his head and I'm not putting you on that spot, but... Do you want a change or do you want to see? Let's ride this out. This international break. Time to work on things. See, I'm, I'm, I'm torn between get rid of him now and then find a replacement. But there's a danger in that. Is that at the mm. moment, there's no one out there. No one. Right. Unless you want to go and do the old Moyes thing again, which I don't think anyone wants. No one wants that. Please don't. I'd rather stick with Pellegrini. Mm. Um, but so at the moment, we kind of, you kind of got to stick with him. You've got mm. to. As much as you know, much as I'd like to see us make a change. I'd rather us not rush into making a change and then make the bad decision like bringing Moyes back or or making it like just you know Mourinho he wants to stay in London Mourinho would be <laughs> again like why would he why would he because he like, desperately desperately wants to stay in London yeah but I mean he's not going to rock up at West Ham is he mm, he sure. might if he's getting 10 million a year when Pellegrini got eight. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know I just but then I can I can see us wait, like riding it out until the summer and then seeing what happens um, I mean you never know. Arsenal might sack Emery, and then suddenly David Sullivan might go. Oh, he's the guy I wanted a couple of years ago. When before I got Bilic in, I'll go for him instead. I don't know. Um, I just, I, I think the right decision is to make a change, but it has to be the right time as well. And at the moment, I don't think it's the right time because there are no better options or credible options out there. I completely agree on that a good fiery debate on the West Ham show and no Love games it. to come but we're still talking all about West Ham and the Spurs game that will be covered in depth next week what a big game that is to come back off that international break well it is a huge tradition it is time for the Rogue Players Quiz next giving your team a voice Love Sport Radio you are listening to the West Ham Fan Show on Love Sport Radio with me Charlie Hawkins I'm joined in the studio with We Are West Ham James Jones and Tom Edwards the debate raged on during the break we're talking everything about the manager about the team luckily it's that international break West Ham they need it they come back to Spurs we're all desperately hoping they can beat Spurs not only will it make a positive show always nice to get one over on them they haven't won away in the league since January but now though we come to a part of the show everyone loves no one more than me it's the favourite part it is time and that music can only signal it is the West Ham mystery players quiz the rogue players quiz normally it is Will versus James they have a prize and it is a pint at Christmas James we're getting very close to that Christmas deadline my friend yeah we are and I've you know I let a 4-1 lead slip but I'm now 6-4 very West Ham very West Ham we need to change get rid of the manager I've won the last two weeks and I'm 6-4 up now uh, and you know, Will joked last week that you know he's just going to keep pushing the date back for the Christmas drinks until he's winning. So, so we, we might be having a few drinks in the summer instead. But 
Uh, I'm confident I'm, you know, I'll win some of my friendly matches. Yeah, yeah, it's a practice, isn't it? Uh, but I lost my last friendly match, to mm. be fair. But, yeah, I'm up for it. Well, right. It's been fun. Another friendly match tonight, but the scores are 6-4 to James. And we do it uh, the points as well. It's 17-13, uh, obviously, to James. But that is only needed if the games are tied. But James leads 6-4 there. Well, this is a friendly. Tom, good luck. This is the road players quiz. Three players, five clues each, and they have to guess. So fingers on the buzzers. This is your rogue players quiz. And also a quick shout out to Reese who sends this every week. Absolute yep. legend for this. The quiz is fantastic, and I love it. Player number one, clue number one, played 63 games, scoring 18 goals for the club. Jeff Asako. No. Wow, that's a good shout, though. To be Straight fair. off the bat as well. Like Very that. Will-esque, right. Very James. Very pr- premature. Why not? Why not? Mm. I like it. Scored two hat-tricks for the club. Oh, hello. They uh, Kitsum. That is correct. Wow. Wow. Tom Edwards wow. off to a fly. Maybe I mean, a friendly. I mean, you had no clue that that was Kitsum yeah, either. Yeah, just, I just remember his Charlton hat trick and I just thought... Mm, it might be Kitsum. Tom Edwards. I'm glad, yeah. I'm glad it's a friendly. That research in the office you pan off. Let yeah, me tell yeah, you. Yeah, we now, go, now. <laughs> now we go to player two, clue number one. Played six games for the club between 2012 and 2014. Got to be a goalkeeper, isn't he? Weird. Clue number two. Spent three years at Liverpool, but never made an appearance. It's not Andy Carroll, is it? He's always injured. <laughs> uh. Clue number three. Played 44 times for Cholton. Lewis Page. Incorrect. Nah. Clue number four. Nah, shirt number 23 and 18. I was not a goalkeeper then. I might, have those, might need those clues again. Your mate. final clue for this second player, French international. Bernard Lama. No. Incorrect. Alu Diara. That is correct. Unbelievably, Tom Edwards has taken tonight's Rogue Players quiz. It is 2-0. Tom, you do have a chance Ali for Diara, a whitewash. Yeah. I don't James, know I said Bernard Lama. James, well, you do have a chance to get a consolation, but James, you've lost tonight. Unbelievable. It's, fine. It's, fine. Unbelievable. it's only a friendly. Just practicing. <laughs> yeah, practicing. He's just testing me. Not That's very good what he's practice. Doing. Yeah, he's yeah. Just... Uh, player number three. Can Tom get the whitewash? Can James regain some pride? Clue number one. Began their career at Coventry in 1976. <laughs> Tom, you should be right in here. <laughs> oh, yeah, this is me. <laughs> Clue number two. Played four games for West Ham. Oh, leave it out. Brilliant stuff. Oh, that's my dad, isn't it? <laughs> Clue number three won the FA Cup with Manchester United. What? Clue number four came on as a sub against Arsenal in 1995 to play up front. Oh, uh, John C. Seeley. Uh, Half of that no. is correct. Dave Seeley. Again, you've got the Sealy part I, right. Why, I, why Phil can't I Sealy. <laughs> Right, clue number... Oh, this, is embarrassing, this is embarrassing. This is embarrassing. Brian, Brian Sealy. <laughs> Just as many <laughs> yeah, 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 boy yeah, names yeah. as possible, Tom. Uh, clue number five, it's former Sealy. goalkeeping coach at the club. It's Sealy. I got it right. Yeah, but what? what what's the first name? Ian Sealy. I've, got, I've had a mind blank. It's embarrassing because he's... he's... Oh. <laughs> Unbelievable. Paul. John Sealy. You've Just already said, said that. <laughs> 
Say it again, I'll give you it a third time. Oh, I don't My know. Producers I've got it right. It's Seeley, I've heard it? about 500 boys' names, not one right. It's not... It's Seeley. Michael Seeley. Shares their first name with the presenter who used to present Family Fortunes. Are you two winding me up? You didn't know Lee Chapman, and now you don't know this one. You don't know... Les Seeley. Yeah, Les Seeley. You didn't know presenting Family Fortunes? <laughs> Les, it is Les Seeley. So what? I'll, Family I'll, I'll Fortunes wanna... such a rogue. It's <laughs> a rogue player's quiz. Yeah, 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 get it in, get I, it I, in. I want to apologise to the listeners there, because that, mm. was, that was a genuine, really embarrassing mind blank there. Mm. Right. Yeah. Well, we'll give you it. Les Seeley. Oh, I love Les Seeley. Clearly. Yeah. <laughs> really that much. To the point where I forgot his first name. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Just one of them. Uh, I'm, I feel really embarrassed about that. I, I can't even take that point. Mm. You have to, mate. Tom, unbelievable. You have won tonight's Road Players Quiz 2-1. How did you fare? You didn't win last time, did you, Tom? I, I did, can't remember. You I got one. I did beat Will. I did beat Will did in you? a friendly recently. Get yeah, him. I beat Will in a friendly. Uh, it's coming. It's coming. Mm. It's coming. The practice. The practice makes perfect, mate. I've yeah, had mate. a few bad days on the mic out here on it. So let's quickly talk the Road Players Quiz, James. A couple of rules, questions. VAR, let's get it involved. After Christmas, we continuing it or starting to scratch? How's it working? Well, I suppose this is a conversation that I have to have with Will, but... I'm quite happy to continue it. I think it needs to be. I mean, everyone raves about it. Everyone loves it. I love it. If anything, we Keep get more going. tweets about the <laughs> quiz. And you're, you're not getting them. That, yeah, <laughs> me not getting them uh, than we do about actual proper footballing the, the matters. Mm. So, I mean, everyone seems to like it. Um, you know, we, we'll keep it going. Mm. I'll be honest, my week goes downhill as soon as this ends. Well, I, don't I just can't to the next Tuesday quiz. Well, we, <laughs> You're all invited to to the beers when when Will buys the round at the end of the season Ooh. at Christmas. It's gone up. He's yeah, probably listening is. as well. So gone up. Will, if you are listening, so what is the price? Will the buys pennies. you a pint, James, or I think everyone of the We Are West Ham team a pint. Well, he's definitely got to buy me one, but yeah. no, I think Will should probably buy everyone. Yeah, well, I think so. Yeah, rumor has it it's the team. Mm, definitely, it's the, full, yeah. it's the full squad. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, squad I mean, depth. If you're not good enough to win the quiz over like what four or five month period, then you should buy everyone a pint. Yeah. If you can't turn up tonight, you can't, you know. Yeah, he's away with a missus, isn't he? Yeah. Happy birthday tomorrow. Yeah, <laughs> happy birthday to Will tomorrow. Obviously, a big uh, fixture of the We Are West Ham Will Pew, their birthday boy tomorrow. Well, there isn't no football on the weekend for West Ham, thankfully. Let's quickly talk about that international break. Last time at, uh, Pellegrini said, oh, we worked on our tackling, we worked on our defensive transitions, there were things to work on our positional sense. <laughs> James, we ain't got too much, but what does he need to work on? Not too much time. Um, football. <laughs> I set you up for yeah. that one. I shouldn't have said it. Tactics, everything. Yeah, everything. Um, we just need to just start again. Mm. Put How some sellotape yeah. on the goalie's gloves. How bad does a defeat feel, Tom, before that international break? Because it's one we have to talk about it over and over. It lingers like a bad taste in the mouth. We can't get rid of it. It's, the, it's, it's going to be fresh in our minds. We have to keep talking about this Burnley game for the next week as well because there's been no football. For sure. I think when you go, it's the, it's the cumulative lack of bad results. It's seven on the trot, which means that going into this, you're just having to wait two weeks either for something to change or something fresh to moan about at least if we lost again next week it's a new fixture to moan about something, something else has happened <laughs> but you just sit on this for two weeks and it's incredibly frustrating as long as as long as our players come back fit from the international break and they don't have an extra excuse as why they're underperforming then I'm happy as long as you get this week under the way get this week out the way sorry 
get to Saturday with a fully fit squad other than Lanzini, the players already missing, and then we go from there. To be honest with you, it's just getting this week out of the way with a fully fit team. And we didn't uh, actually touch on that, but Lanzini, uh, shoulder injury, do we know how long he's out for, James? Well, I mean, apparently it's until the new year. Mm. Um, you know, we were saying earlier that, you know, normally that would be a big loss. But he's not really performed. He's not been in the squad, or he's not been starting. So I can't. I don't see it as like a massive loss. He's a, he's a brilliant player, mm. creative player. Should be in the starting lineup every week in my book. But mm. um, because he's not been playing, it's not really a great loss to us. No. Um, the last thing I remember him doing of note was winning a penalty in the first minute at Watford back in August or September, early September, yeah, early early season. So like. He's not really done done a great deal for us to really go. Cool, you know, we've lost a, uh, you know lost a player there, um, but some something's got to change. Antonio's going to be back hopefully after the international break. I think that's going to be a big difference. Someone to come off the bench and change a game, which we haven't had all season mm. since he's been injured. Um, but I'd, I'd warrant uh, he, he wants to start. Start hundred percent. Yeah, throw yeah. him straight in. I know He's you don't want to rush him. straight in for Spurs. Don't want to rush him back, but he loves to go against Spurs. He loves doesn't to he? go against Spurs. He, he's something different. I mean, he will. He's not going to slow the ball down. He'll get at people and he'll get in their faces. And he's a big physical presence who will get close to the header in he'll the run box. At, run at wing backs as well. Like, yes, there's two big presences to the box then and get some balls in the box from wide from the Anderson let's hope we score some goals because we've been lacking it massively hope we score some goals hope we get some points West Ham Spurs will be previewing that game next week on the West Ham Fan Show as it is every Tuesday 7-8 to with We Are West Ham the only place to catch all your Hammers news right here on Love Sport Radio it is your team your voice thanks for downloading this podcast from Love Sport Radio for more go to lovesportradio.com for all the latest podcasts news and views or for more, follow us at Love Sport Radio on Twitter. Sports Social Podcast Network.